How can I make it more efficient? How can I not be the bottleneck when I'm building my sales team and building the sales of my business? The best advice I can give you when preparing to scale your business is to visualize your business a year, two years, 10 years from now and build that business right now. Build that with that vision. It won't look like that right now and it definitely will change. But you need that vision of the future to build the right foundation now. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, Our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Su, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth, all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Hello and welcome back, wonderful entrepreneurs, and welcome to the final session of our four-week sales series. If you haven't been loyal listeners to this point, you may want to check out parts one, two, and three of this four-part series. As we have already covered building the sales foundation in part one, part two was all about sales strategies for growth. Part three was all about effective sales techniques. Today, in our final episode here of the four-part series, we will be exploring the scaling and sustaining growth plan and a crucial topic for those of you who are ready to take your business to new heights. We'll discuss strategies for scaling your sales, using customer feedback to improve processes, handling sales challenges and market changes, creating a sales-focused culture and developing the mindset and resilience needed to sustain that growth. So let's begin. First and foremost, the topic we all want to hear is talking about scaling up the operation, scaling and growing. As your business grows, you'll need to scale your sales operations, right? To accommodate the the increased demand. You've heard me say it before, but you need to be able to scale beyond yourself. Uh, I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. Your business is not worth as much if you are the one who holds all the keys. So if you are the person who's doing the sales and you're initially getting started, you're in the first couple of years working things out, it's okay. But in order to scale, you do need other sales team, salespeople on your team to be able to, to grow beyond you. You're, you're limited in your time, right? And then as you continue to scale, as you have a sales team, that is also how you scale even further is having more and more people bring in the sales from or the revenue from that team. So whether you're just hiring your first salesperson or you already have a team, the biggest thing you need is a well thought out strategy on how to handle that growth. So let me say that again. We don't just go and hire people because you're at capacity or because you're not hitting your sales goal. It has to be a thought out written strategy. How are you planning to get to that next level? What is that next level? 
right? In order to scale, you need more bodies, but you also need to ensure that your systems and processes can scale with that growth as well. If you think back to the propeller that I've shared, and we've got growth on one side, which is sales and marketing efforts. But if, if that side is kicking ass, but we don't have the people or the systems and the leadership to support the growth coming in, that's going to make your business very unbalanced. So we need to have that strategy in place, scaling and growing. It's not just adding more salespeople or more people that can you know, pr- provide additional leads. It is really about having that full plan on how your business can scale with all sides being comfortable <laughs> and growing together. So let's have into a little bit of this from a system standpoint. Most people are probably using some kind of recruiting platforms like LinkedIn or Indeed. Just think about how you can automate some of that. How can you... Because again, it's about scaling, right? So we think about scaling as time and how we can save time, how it's not tedious processes. So what can you do even from the interview process to make the decision? I I don't want to say faster, but more effective and more efficient. So a lot of times there are interview platforms these days where you can do some video, especially in a sales role. It's great to determine how someone presents themselves, how they can speak on with little practice. Uh, matter of fact, I was just asked to do some kind of judging campaign of for business owners. And I had no idea what the questions were, but I had to click a button and answer questions on the camera. And that goes to the people who decide who's going to be on that panel. So again, it was really an interesting experience for me. But a lot of recruiting platforms have that option on there. Think about how to interview with multiple people on your team to make those decisions more collaborative and also saving on sometimes group interviews, things like that. We've talked about, and it's uh, important to say again in this scaling episode about your sales training. So imagine the first person, if you've already hired some salespeople, it was probably painful the first time around as you're pulling all those things out of your head as the owner and getting that into someone else's head. So think about that now. And as you continue to scale, what can you automate? What can you put a video on? What kind of training can you have them do in advance to get up to speed on your products, your services, on the sales process, on all of the data that we've already talked about in the series about where do we typically lose our customers? What is the ideal customer? And what are their biggest pain points? How much of that sales training can you automate and make it so that they can learn it without taking your time. Because that again is if, if we're stuck with time being our limit, it's going to be very hard to scale. Also, we talked briefly about using systems like uh, customer relationship management or a CRM. How can we make sure that our sales team can even be more efficient once they're on board, tracking leads, remembering to stay in touch with those people that are in the pipeline. So think about your business is going to be different than everyone else's. So really the question to ask yourself in the scaling piece is, how can I make it more efficient? How can I not be the bottleneck when I'm building my sales team and building the sales of my business? The best advice I can give you when preparing to scale your business is to visualize your business a year, two years, 10 years from now and build that business right now. 
Build that with that vision. It won't look like that right now. And it definitely will change. But you need that vision of the future to build the right foundation now. Imagine if you're going to build a high-rise building. Your foundation needs to be built to support that size. You wouldn't build a foundation for a two-story building the same as you would for a 20-story building. Build your foundation for your business for the tallest building or the biggest business that you can dream of. Also be proactive in addressing those bottlenecks. Think about what could harm that vision that you have. And that's the things that you want to put in place now so that you're prepared. It's all about being proactive. Key point number two is using customer feedback to improve your sales. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We spent some time on it in the previous part of the series, but it, it is important in the scaling aspect. So I wanted to bring it back. So customer feedback is a goldmine. It gives you the insights so that you can refine your sales process, you can refine your product, you can refine your services. This should be an ongoing thing, encouraging your customers to provide feedback and actively seek it out. Don't wait just for the Google review. Don't ask once a year. You can use surveys. We talked about reviews, direct communication, make it part of the sales process so that you are continually improving and not you know, doing it once a year when you think about it. Make sure you're acting on that feedback um, as we've talked about. It's really a way not only to improve your business, improve your processes, but it also demonstrates to your customer you know, how valuable they are to you. Key point number three, we haven't talked about this, but crisis management and adapting to this. So sales aren't always smooth sailing. You may encounter challenges and market changes that can impact your sales efforts. I would almost go as far as to say as you will. You will encounter some kind of challenges that are outside of your control, like market changes. It's crucial to have a crisis management plan in place. And again, this doesn't have to be a fancy written plan, although depending on your industry, it may be. But it is something where you should spend time reviewing this and at least looking at it annually. Basically, what the crisis management plan is, is identifying potential challenges that could affect your business and then creating strategies to address them. Let's think about COVID for a minute. Think about power outages. What could put your business in an abrupt halt? Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to an extended invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our Top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. 
So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. That's the question you want to ask yourself. That's the crisis management. What could put your business in an abrupt halt or change your reputation in a split second. There was a franchise, as, as I think through this, there was a franchise brand I was working with a few years ago, worked with several franchisees in a mastermind setting. And theirs was a home service franchise. There was a, a portion of them, not all of them, the, the more successful people didn't fall in this group, but there was a portion of the franchisees who relied on nearly 90, 95% of their new business came from Google which is fine. It was, it was working. And that's in this, in, in that particular industry, a good point, people go to Google for the service and that's how they would get their leads. Google, my business was down. So the actual platform of Google, my business, where you, your business would show up on Google was blocked from this French, like the entire franchise system for over three weeks. It was almost a whole month it crushed the local franchisees that didn't have personal social media presence and didn't have local relationships to keep that business up. Like imagine if 90% of your new leads come from Google and Google's down. This was a real case that happened. The ones that did get through that almost month of no Google was because they still had business relationships in the community. They had social media where they could go and use other ways of bringing in new customers. So that's just an example. Google might not be where you get your leads from. However, those are the type of things to think about. What could bring your business down and reduce sales significantly? Like COVID, you know, restaurants, COVID was definitely made a big impact on a lot of different industries. So think through what could crush that. Have a written plan of what would be your solution in those times of crisis. One of my businesses was the home health care. We literally had a plan in place because we're dealing with people's lives. We're going into homes of people who can't take care of themselves and we're in the Midwest. So there was major snowstorms that would come through that would put a halt to being able to get to people's homes. It would put a halt to things like internet in the office. And we did. I remember there was a few times where we had to move to the home office which there wasn't any home offices back then. This was a long time ago before COVID. Um, but that was part of our plan. I made sure that the staff had cell phones and laptops that they could be mobile if they needed to in the middle of some of these storms. So those were just things that it was rare that it would happen, but you had to be prepared to do that. So again, when crisis hits, stay flexible and adaptable. Don't be afraid to pivot. But the key point there is that you need to have a written plan for the what ifs that could significantly impact your business. Let's talk about culture. We talked a little bit about that in the past, but a sales focus and performance culture in your organization is the biggest fuel for growth. 
if everyone is aligned on your team with your sales goals, not just the sales department, but everyone, everyone knows what the business goals are. What are the metrics that we're shooting for? How does my role play in that? Right. From everything from customer service to marketing to supportive staff, even if they're not in the sales department, culture in your organization that really is transparent and shares those goals, shares those wins, lets everyone know where we're heading and the why behind those goals is the goal is the companies that really scale more effectively and efficiently. So encourage open communication. Uh, Sharing success stories are huge. A lot of times we're head down in business and we forget to stop and say, okay, so we didn't hit that goal, but look how much we've moved from point A to point B. Like we, we didn't hit the goal, but we made some serious strides. Those are the things that we still have to do together um, and make sure that your team knows that maybe the goal wasn't hit, but you've done a lot. Or maybe we did get a bad review, but we learned from it and now we've changed some process along the way. So remember to make sure everyone knows the goals, make sure everyone knows the why behind the goals, their piece in that puzzle of how they're going to help the company achieve those goals and celebrate the wins and the learnings together. Again, the culture of your business is really one of those things that help get to the next level when scaling. Final key point I want to make on sustaining growth in your organization is mindset. That's right. It's not a tactic. It's not a tool. It's literally your mindset as an entrepreneur. It's critical in achieving sustainable sales growth. A goal-oriented mindset means embracing challenges, viewing setbacks as opportunities to learn and improve. It's about staying focused on your long-term goals. What does that building look like that you want to build? Even when you face those temporary setbacks. And building that resilience. It's really... Resilience is the ability to bounce back. It's ability to pivot. It's ability to have your team pivot with you to rally your troops when things don't quite go right. So really double check your mindset on a regular basis. Um, I highly recommend you listen to a previous episode, not part of the sales series on Dr. MH on creating your own resilience plan. It's actually a thing that she teaches and is very successful at helping people build a resilience plan. And her book is actually called The Resilience Plan. So if you're looking to really hone in on your mindset and your resilience as an entrepreneur, I highly recommend that. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes as well. So this was a little bit of a... The fourth part of the series here was a little bit of a recap. But really, we needed to make sure we put a a bullet point on really about the systems, being able to scale, building that vision and that foundation for the business that you want, really using the customer feedback in order to improve your business. Crisis management is huge. And the culture and the mindset is really the biggest pieces that are going to help you scale. So I thank you for being part of this four-week journey. I hope you've gained some valuable insights into sales and how it can drive the growth of your business and what you need to do in order to really be 
less bumpy, if you will, in the growth. Entrepreneurism is always a bumpy road. But if you can do a little bit more planning, a little more strategy, have some of these things in place, it should be a much smoother ride. So as we conclude, remember that this is a journey. Entrepreneurship is a journey. Um, your growth is a journey. So it it will have some bumps along the road. Continue to hone your skills, adapt to those market changes, build the right team around you and build that vision for your ultimate business. Stay connected. I will talk to you soon in the next episode. Stay focused and keep your eye on that vision, ladies. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.